You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro. This is a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio, and we're going to go across town to Ryan Callahan's home daycare center. And you know, since we're talking to Ryan, we've got a recruiting breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Ryan, would you please be so kind as to tell the good people why we're having a breaking news edition of this podcast? Yeah, Tennessee has made another addition to its 2022 recruiting class, uh, getting a commitment from offensive lineman Masai Reddick of Detroit. Uh, A a nice pickup here for Tennessee, I think. A little bit of a, uh, well, kind of a typical summer offensive line find that you sometimes see. And, you know, we we could come up with a few uh, examples of these types that Tennessee has come across with different staffs over the years from from K. Ryan Calvert back in the Butch Jones era. Uh, to to obviously Javantez Spragans under Jeremy Pruitt, that, that's a position that seems to be particularly uh, uh, where, where you're more likely to maybe have a, a camp find, whether it's on your campus or somewhere else. In this case, it happened to be a guy that Tennessee first came across somewhere else. Uh, had some coaches on the road, um, as as you often do uh, during the month of June, for for some camps elsewhere, and they they saw him at a at a camp at Ferris State back Uh-oh. on June 3rd. Uh-oh, you know who went to Ferris State, Ryan? Oh, man, didn't even think about that. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's up in – if you're not familiar, that is that is in Michigan. I won't get into who some of their most famous alums are. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, so so in, in Michigan, Tennessee found uh, it's a big camp up there, a lot of schools, a lot of coaches, and, and sometimes you find a guy and you offer him and it doesn't turn out to be much. This was one where – they just happened to be able to get him on campus uh, uh, the next week. They, they really liked him. He came down with some of his teammates for an unofficial visit uh, on, on kind of a big group tour uh, the, about a week later. Liked it. Really connected with the staff when he was there. Set up an official visit. They got to got to see him again at the Tennessee State camp uh, that they attended uh, a little, about a week after that visit. And, uh, and, and, you know, went on an official visit to Tennessee just a couple days later. And pretty much by the end of the visit, he was sold. You know, I think Tennessee's coaches sort of hinted at the time on social media, uh, even though he didn't really announce a decision right away, that he was already already kind of sold on Tennessee. And it was it was pretty clear Masai Reddick was the the guy that they were referencing that was very strongly leaning toward Tennessee, just wasn't ready to announce it. And now he's finally gone public with that uh, with that decision. So nice pickup for Tennessee, but you know, obviously a a guy that. Well, and we can get into this, you know, not, not a lot of big time SEC and, and big 10 offers. I'm sure some people will, uh, will, will wonder why, but you know, there's not, not always a, an obvious reason. Sometimes guys just go unfound a little bit. And this is a, this is a guy in, in Detroit who's kind of flown under the radar a little bit with major programs, Ole Miss and West Virginia, really the only other two power five programs that, that offered. And uh, Tennessee though, feels like it's getting a really good player in Masai Reddick and was really impressed uh, seeing him at a couple camps, so this is a, a potentially a really nice pickup. But we'll we'll have to see how his recruitment plays out over the next six months or so. But they 
think they feel like they're kind of getting a bit of a steal on the offensive line. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Ryan, you know, off the top of my head, people might be saying, well, this kid plays at Cast Tech, which is a really good really good talent factory. I mean, a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of athletes over the years have come from that school. And so you're thinking, okay, a, a really good borderline sort of elite high school program nationally uh, sends a kid uh, to Tennessee and, and he doesn't have a whole lot of offers from other big conferences. Oh, no, alarm bells ringing. Well, I'll tell you this, Josh Palmer went to uh, St. Thomas Aquinas High School. And uh, was a guy who uh, played at one of the, you know, one of the most prolific talent-producing programs in the country, and, and still did not have a ton of big offers. And all of a sudden, Tennessee gets him, and lo and behold, he's, uh, you know, going off the board in the first couple rounds of the NFL draft. So you never really know. And I think, especially in a year like this, you know, you just really can't tell, can you? Yeah, you can't, and that's that's where camp evaluations. You know, we, we thought there really might be a lot of guys found this month or, or during the month of June. Uh, during these camps, when you see so many players like this who maybe don't have, didn't have a lot of Power Five offers, but but might uh, might get that kind of exposure that would lead to uh, completely game-changing offers and, and shaking up their recruitment. Um, so that this this might be an example of one of those guys that for whatever reason uh, didn't get quite the same level of attention. Really interesting too because he's on the same offensive line with another guy that Tennessee actually has offered to Jackson Pruitt. Uh, who's projected as more of a he, he's listed as, a, as an interior lineman on 24 seven sports, but built a little bit similarly to, to Masai Reddick uh, lengthwise. So, so maybe potentially a guard tackle type. Uh, and, and we'll, we'll discuss Reddick's position here in a, in a few minutes, but, but, you know, being on the same offensive line with Jackson Pruitt and, and Pruitt has 30, 31 offers, more than 30 offers on a 24 seven sports profile, including Tennessee. So for whatever reason, his teammate has been, a little more publicized, but I think the feeling from people who are familiar with both these players are that they're either on the same level or that Reddit could even have a little more upside. So I think, I think Tennessee feels it's uh, really getting a nice, uh, nice find here. And and again, when you see, when coaches see a guy in camp and and just immediately fall in love and feel like they've found something, you know, all you can do as a fan, I think is, is take them at their word. Sometimes it works out to be great. Uh, Sometimes guys like that will, will, inevitably not not quite work out for whatever reason um, but a lot of times you know Javante Spragans just a couple of years ago I think that that's one that people were kind of scratching their heads about oh here's here's Tennessee taking a guy who at the time didn't have I think a single other SEC offer certainly didn't have didn't have very many power five offers but just a couple maybe and and Tennessee offers him after seeing him uh, snapping at a at a seven on seven tournament uh, where he was the, <laughs> they were using a center which you don't usually have in seven on seven yeah, tournaments. I was about to say just, that seems a little bit unusual. Yeah. So he's just snapping and, and Tennessee finds him, works him out, love him. And he commits that day. So uh, that obviously is looking like, you know, we'll see what Spragans ends up being, but that, that is looking like a nice find by the former staff at Tennessee. And, and now a, a guy like this, you, you fall in love with him at camp. Uh, he, he ends up committing within a, within a month of that. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how it turns out, but I think Tennessee has the sense that, you know, he's six foot four, about 330 pounds, uh, you know, kind of a, a guy that's capable of playing multiple positions on the offensive line. Yeah, there, there's a lot to like there. Athletic kid, really smart. I've spoken with him multiple times. He's a, he's a sharp kid, uh, you know, has a, has a good head on his shoulders. And I think they feel like will be a good cultural fit in the program. So a lot, lot to like about him. And I think there's just a, a sense that this is a guy that for, for whatever reason, didn't get maybe didn't get the big offers, but I, I don't think you worry about that. When you find an offensive lineman you like, it's such a developmental position. 
you, you take him and you don't look back. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that that size, Ryan. At six four three thirty, the the first thing that comes across my mind is that seems a little big. I don't want to paint with with a broad brush here, but that seems maybe a bit big for what Tennessee wants to do with the offense and how how quickly they're moving from from point A to point B, how quickly the offense is going. Is this a kid who moves well on his feet for that size? And I was going to ask you about guard or tackle. I mean, at that size, I would think guard, but you're you're seeming to imply that it's possible that he could even be a swing guy. Yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of that. You know, he's made it clear Tennessee, I think, sees him first and foremost as a guard, at least immediately to start his career. I think that's where he's most likely to, to have a chance of contributing early. And then just depending on how his body develops from here, you know, I think he has a sense that he could shed a few pounds if he wanted. I, he's certainly not overweight. Uh, I've seen him in person. He he carries the, the weight very well for for a guy that's three thirty. Surprised me a little bit when he told me uh, that he would weigh in at, at just a little bit over three thirty. I think during his Tennessee official visit, so uh, or one of his Tennessee visits. But he 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 carries it well and looks like a guy that easily could play at three fifteen, three twenty. Uh, and I think he has the feeling that he that he does have more of a a tackle build if he if he wants to slim down a little bit that he's certainly capable of doing that and he is to your point really athletic uh, a good uh, quick footed you know offensive lineman hit re- really good uh, footwork I think is what one thing that Tennessee was really impressed by seeing him at camp uh, I've seen a couple uh, camp clips that that Alan True one of our Midwest analysts who does a great job up in Michigan in particular uh, it mentioned uh, or passed along on, on our message board on Go Vols twenty four seven weeks ago some of his clips uh, after it became pretty obvious Tennessee was seriously involved with Reddick and they're, they're impressive little highlights uh, that, that we saw just a couple clips where they give you an idea of the athleticism and, uh, and shows him essentially working at tackle in some camp settings. But I think Tennessee does see him as a guard immediately. And then, you know, just depending on how he develops and what your needs are on the offensive line, he's maybe a guy that could play, you know, probably right tackle in particular, but, but certainly capable of playing tackle uh, at least competently uh, and, and similar to a lot of linemen Tennessee has on its roster in that sense. Guys like Cade Mays, you know, Jerome Carvin was a tackle in high school. So so sometimes those guys don't end up being uh, tackles in college. So I think the safer bet would be guard. Um, but he is tall enough at 6'4", I think, to at least play tackle in a pinch. Yeah, the uh, all offensive linemen will tell you that they're really good athletes, right? The uh, And in, in terms of like compared to me and you, like, you know, or the regular Joe Schmo out there, they are really athletic. Um, but, but sometimes, you know, there's a different body type for, for guard, for, you know, for center, for tackle. You know, some people are, are more married to that concept than others are. Um, you know, then you got the David Cutcliffe school where you just start with the feet. And if the feet look good, you move to the, you know, sort of to the, to the hips and, and can they move. And, and then after that, if you like both those things, then you look at their size. So some coaches start completely the other way. They don't, they don't necessarily care about that size profile as much as others. So we'll see how Hypel and those guys feel about that. But generally speaking, you see 6'4", 330, you're thinking probably interior guy. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and you, you asked about this staff and, and sort of their size uh, preferences on the offensive line. And, and we've seen some flexibility in that regard. You know, uh, Addison Nichols, another top target Tennessee's been after for a long time, a guy with Tennessee ties from the Atlanta area. He's a he's a six five, you know, 318 pound uh, or whatever guard tackle type, you know, a swing guy that really could play any of the five positions on the offensive line. Um, so that you, you've seen them go after some bigger bodied guys like that who look more more like the linemen you saw the former staff recruit. And then you see them going after a lot of the lean 270 to 285 pound tackle types 
uh, that, that have the length and have the, have the build that maybe more closely resembles the tackles you, you would have not seen Jeremy Pruitt staff recruit as much, but that are often successful in college these days because you need so much athleticism and length at tackles. So uh, you've seen a little bit of a blend there. I, I do think the general trend is toward the, the longer athletic types, at least at tackle, but this staff still has shown definitely a willingness to go after the, the 300 plus pound guys. They want athleticism. They want intelligence. Uh, that, that comes up quite a bit with, with Glenn Ellerby. Uh, a lot of the recruits uh, that Tennessee has been after so far on the offensive line, they mentioned that it's one of the things he really emphasizes. He wants to talk football with these guys when they get on campus, see what they're, see how they work through things mentally because it is such a fast-paced offense. You have to have linemen who understand the offense and know what they're doing and, and aren't, aren't going to be uh, slow to react to something because they don't quite or, or can't quite keep up with the physical and mental demands of what they're doing. So uh, that seems to be one of the one of the big requirements, and Masai Reddick checks all the boxes there. I think he's a, he's a smart kid and really impressed the staff with the way he can talk football. So it's uh, it, it, it's an interesting checklist, I think, what Tennessee's looking for. You, you see some different things compared to the former staff, but even at 330 pounds, I think Masai Reddick does kind of check all the boxes of what Tennessee's looking for in an offensive lineman with this new staff. And you got to be pretty smart, too, because it, generally speaking – Unless you're like an all-world left tackle or an all-world center, you're usually going to play multiple spots. That's just kind of how it goes. And and then you know you think about it going forward. You know when you if you get to the NFL level with, with how short those dress rosters are for games, I mean you got to be able to play multiple spots. There, there's no way around that. So that mm-hmm. also is a big deal. I mean it's why when they question these guys, how much do you know football? It's because you might be a left guard one week and then a right guard the next week and then a right tackle the next week. And if you're trying to play in a fast-paced offense and you want to learn three or four spots, well, you can't be a dumb dumb and do that. You know, you got to be a pretty sharp kid. Uh, that's where that old FBI comes in, football intelligence. You got to have it. And, and so that's that's something that I totally understand why they would why why they would care about that because if you want to play in a super fast-paced offense, even if it's simplified so you can go fast, it's still a fast-paced offense. You still have to make quick decisions, and you got to be flexible up front. So those things kind of mean that you sort of have to be smart to play up front in this offense. So that makes a lot of sense to me. We got a lot more uh, to talk about here with young Masai Reddick, Tennessee's most recent commitment. But before that, we're overdue for a break, guys. On these breaking news pods, we got to get to the breaks a little bit sooner. So we're going to step away, pay some bills, listen to some products, services, in-house ads, other fun things, and we'll be right back here on the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ad you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town at his home daycare center. We're talking about the latest addition to Tennessee's recruiting class, a commitment from Masai Reddick from a six foot four, three hundred thirty pound offensive lineman from Cass Technical High School up there in Detroit, Michigan. Eight Mile, what's up? Got lots and lots of stuff to discuss about this young man. We're going to keep doing that. Before we do that, though, quick reminder, guys: if you could take about a minute out of your day right now, about ninety seconds is what we settled on. About ninety seconds out of your day, and rate and review this podcast and hit that subscribe button. That would help us out a ton. We do this for free, and we're happy to do it. And that's the only thing that we ask for. Please, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher. Anywhere in the world you can cast the fine pod, you can find the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. But we do this for free. We're happy to do it. The one thing we ask, please go in there, subscribe, please rate and review. That helps us out a lot. And you might be wondering, why do we mention it on every episode? Because it is that important. Because we're doing this for free and we're asking for one thing in return, and we hope that you do it. And we really, really appreciate it if you do it. That would help us a lot. And if you're just listening on the website, hey, we still got love for you. No, nothing wrong with that. But if you could go into your laptop, uh, your your um, your smartphone, your your computer, your desktop, your tablet, whatever you got, go in there, hit that subscribe button. Helps us out a lot. So thank you, thank you for doing that. Ryan, uh, Masai Reddick is a guy who is from Detroit, and he has been recruited. I know Glenn Ellerby is listed as his primary here. Uh, Tim Banks is listed here as the secondary recruiter. And I was thinking Tim Banks probably had to be involved in this somewhat, right? I mean, you're talking about a guy who's from that area. He's also coached in the Big Ten a lot. It makes sense that he's a guy who's probably got some connections and probably is in on recruits in this area usually, right? Yeah, and that, that's a good point to, to raise because, you know, the, the relationships there, I don't know if they played a huge role in 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 Masai Reddick picking Tennessee, but I think he's well-connected enough in the Detroit area I don't think you're going to see Tennessee go after too many guys who who aren't who don't check out with the coaches up there. He knows people well enough to ask around and be able to say, "Hey, you, you th- should we take this guy? Is he that good?" And, good point. And he's, good point. And so I think a lot of people had to sign off on this one before Tennessee really made him a priority. So I think the uh, the, the the chorus of voices from, that I've heard from personally and that that Tennessee has probably heard from on this. Uh, there's a, there's a good number of people who believe in Masai Reddick. And I think that's one of the things that that maybe makes you feel good about this. If you're a Tennessee fan wondering, you know, what, what to think about this pickup. I think that makes you feel a little bit better knowing that, that Tim Banks has enough connections there that, that probably signed off on this. In addition to Glenn Ellerby liking him quite a bit. And uh, it was, it was Alex Golish and a couple of other members of Tennessee staff who were up at the, uh, at the Ferris state camp about a month ago and, and first saw Masai Reddick in person. So a uh, lot of people that that were in agreement on this, and uh, and that is one of the interesting things. But definitely those the, the Detroit connections. I think you'll see you'll see Tennessee get a good number of guys on campus from Detroit. That's traditionally been an area they can get guys on campus. And it obviously has been. No matter who's been the staff, no matter who's been the coaches, they can always get into that area for basketball too. Yeah, it's it, it is interesting. That's one of the uh, they do a really good job in that area. They got it. They've got some some kind of support systems in place that help kids go out on bus tours in the summer and visit schools. And this is a good example of kind of the successes that can come from that kids getting to see places that aren't otherwise as easily accessible. They get to go to a place 
like Tennessee, and it allows Masai Reddick to see a school, and he very quickly becomes pretty seriously involved with them. So uh, a, a good example of how you can recruit that area as, uh, as Tennessee's coaches. And, uh, and again, like you said, Butch Jones' staff, we've seen multiple staffs at Tennessee have some success up there. And I think you know what, one interesting trend about this, we'll, we'll see how much it pays off for Tennessee in the long run, but we are seeing this staff has some Midwest ties. They're spending a good bit of time in the Midwest. They're, they're bringing down a lot of visitors from Ohio. They've obviously got the commitment from Brody Foley, the tight end in Cincinnati. Uh, they've had some official visitors otherwise from Ohio. Uh, guys like Carter Smith, an offensive tackle that, uh, that they essentially passed on recently, and, and he committed to, to Indiana. So, uh, But they, they are recruiting those states heavily. Taven Jackson from Indiana, the, the four-star quarterback commitment. So um, they're, they're definitely getting into the Midwest a little bit more than we traditionally see Tennessee recruit up there. I think every staff that's been at Tennessee has saw the need to recruit the Midwest, but will this staff continue to maybe place more of an emphasis on the Midwest? I think that's possible, uh, especially kind of just given the challenges the program's facing, frankly, and, this, and the programs you're surrounded by, Ohio State to the north, North Carolina and Clemson to the east, Georgia and Alabama and Auburn and all those to the south. You're surrounded by a lot of programs that make it really tough to go into some of the other states that are neighboring you immediately. So maybe go to the Midwest and sell the SEC to some of those kids. And it, and it works sometimes. So we'll see if that continues to pay off. But this may be a good example of Tennessee, again, continuing to reach in the Midwest and, and take advantage of some of those connections they have with guys on this staff. Yeah, I've said that time and time again, that part of Tennessee's rebuild absolutely has to be going to the Midwest because you can go to the Midwest and you can tell a kid, you know what, hey, man, there's nothing wrong with these Big Ten schools. They're great schools. In fact, Tim Banks can say, hey, man, I used to, I'm from this area. I used to coach in the Big Ten. Like, I got no – Big Ten hate here, but the SEC is better. You want to come down to the SEC. You want to see – you want better weather. You want prettier girls in sundresses. You want to play in nice stadiums. I mean, you want to have the – you know, go against uh, the league that sends the most to the NFL every single season. Come on, do that at Tennessee. That's something Tennessee can sell because it's more accessible to kids in that area than a lot of other schools in the league are, than most of them, frankly, except for, you know, Kentucky and Missouri, I would suppose in some cases. But but it's – it's something you can sell, and it's something that Kentucky has done really effectively, and that has helped take that Kentucky program to another level. It really has, and people don't want to hear that because it's Tennessee, and you traditionally look down at Kentucky. I get it, but but that's been a huge, huge part of Kentucky going in and and taking its program to another level is getting some of those guys. It's been a big, big deal, and I think it's helped that program a lot. Something else you mentioned, Ryan, just a minute ago, and I'm really, really glad that you brought this up because this is something that I don't think any of us discuss about nearly enough on these podcasts. You talk about Tim Banks and his connections in the area, but you talk about it from a different angle because I think everybody knows there's nothing a coach will trust more than his own eyes, right, or he should. You should be able to trust your own eyes, your in-person evals, you know, your, your character stuff, the, those things are, are the, the bedrock of everything in recruiting. You've got to be able to trust that. But people talk about connections with coaches, and they have connections to certain areas, and that means that they know coaches, and that, that gives them an in with kids. That's part of it. But the other part of it is the part that we never mention enough is the part that you mentioned, and it's an excellent point, is that Tim Banks' connections in those area in that area means he can call coaches who know this kid. Because this coach is, I mean, I'm sure his own coach, no matter who you are as a head coach in the high school level, you're pulling for your guys, right? And, and you might say, you know, even if you're kind of someone who traditionally thinks of yourself as a straight shooter, you're always going to, you know, say good things about your own guys. But if you go to other people you know in the area who don't coach this kid, but they've coached against this kid, they've seen him on games, they've seen him in film, 
you can get a really good sort of all-around impression of a kid in that sense. And I think that's such a big deal when you talk about hitting the road in, in recruiting and having relationships. Ryan, I think that's almost as important as anything else is you have a lot of different areas you can get in for, you know, or a lot of different, a lot of different sources of information on a kid. Yeah, you, you do. You have to have a reliable network of high school coaches you can count on. That's I think that's one of the reasons you saw Jeremy Pruitt's staff recruit the state of Alabama so much. Yep. They, they really they found a lot of guys down there. It was because they had a lot of ties down there. And when you have that, you get recommendations on players. Hey, check out this guy. You might want to look at this guy. Uh, you know, they obviously they found Trinity Bell because his dad had coached Trinity Bell at Albertville High School in Alabama. So stuff like that pays off. And, and yeah, one of those ways that it pays off is sort of confirming what you see with your own eyes on players. And you know, Tim Banks came from Martin Luther King High School in Detroit. Um, Masai Reddick's from Cast Tech. Those are two of the bigger powerhouse programs in Detroit. Uh, I'm sure that with his connections at MLK, uh, if you know if they've if they're pretty familiar with Masai Reddick and he calls over there, hey, what do you think of Masai Reddick? They give him a good review. Uh, that, that makes you a lot more likely to feel good about it. Uh, if, if you don't get a good review, maybe you take another look at the film and say, okay, is there something here that we're concerned about? So I, I think that's definitely something that, that coaches take into account quite a bit. And so I, I think the more people Tennessee talked to about Messiah Reddick, they, uh, they really started to believe in this kid and, and seeing him in person was definitely the, the introduction to him. Uh, but they, they really, uh, I think got a, a lot of good feedback from people after talking to a lot of, a lot of different sources about what, what he looked like as a player. Ryan, before we get out of here, in terms of – I always ask you this question, and it's always a ridiculous question because it's so tough to answer, right? I mean, let's be honest. But it's the kind of question everyone's going to ask when things like this pop up. Uh, well, their first thing is, what are the odds of this kid sticking? That's one. And then and then second, you've got the, the numbers issue, right? How many offensive linemen do you think in general Tennessee sort of – what's the – even if it's a moving target or a fluid target, what's that approximate target for offensive linemen that Tennessee needs in this class, you think? Yeah, I, I think four is the, the current target uh, with, with maybe depending on how things played out and if they get to sign a full class of 25, which obviously remains to be seen with the whole NCAA situation and all that, um, maybe room for a fifth, but, but definitely at least four. This is an important class on the offensive line for Tennessee, so – uh, they they've they've felt like they need a pretty big group and a good group to to start to rebuild at that position. You've lost a lot uh, on the offensive line, and, and and by the end of the 2021 season, that will definitely be true. With Cade Mays likely headed to the NFL draft, you've already lost Trey Smith in the past year. Uh, you've lost Wanye Morris as a transfer. You got some guys getting ready to head out of the program too uh, after next year. So there, you need that next wave. You need it. You need some guys ready to take the reins in 2023. Certainly, if not playing right away next year so it's an important year for Tennessee to get a pretty big group on the offensive line as big as they reasonably can they've got a lot of needs on defense and, and defense is going to be heavily addressed in this class but certainly on offense I think the offensive line maybe the position more so than any other that they've got to address pretty pretty heavily numbers wise as much as they can but I think at least four uh, is the goal one interesting thing about uh, this about Masai Reddick's story uh, that's sort of a, it wasn't a big deal initially, but I think as he's looked into it and visited Tennessee a couple of times, it makes him feel even more comfortable with Knoxville. And, and one reason I don't think he's likely to flip. Now you don't say, you never say never, of course, you know, if Michigan or Ohio state or someone like that comes calling closer to home, he certainly wouldn't rule out a big program like that, having a chance to flip him. But uh, I think he feels pretty good about Tennessee because he's got a family connection to Tennessee, his aunt, uh, an aunt that he is not, spent a lot of time with growing up. He said when he was on his official visit, he actually spent time with her for the first time since he was two years old. So it's not an aunt he'd seen very often. 
uh, at all in his life. But uh, an ant nonetheless, not only is in Knoxville, but works at Tennessee and, and maybe even in Tennessee's football complex uh, in the dining facility. Um, so his aunt has a he has a direct family connection to the university, has a has a way to to be around family if he needs to. So I think that made him feel even more comfortable with Knoxville. And that's a an interesting side note here that I think will keep Tennessee uh, in pretty good shape with him as long as some other major, major program doesn't come calling that's closer to home. You know, I was about to say there's always has to be a caveat, right? You yeah, know, it's always like you know, know. <laughs> probably, probably here, but but we are talking about a kid. You know, there's nothing that you can really, at the end of the day, uh, you're talking about a kid and you're talking about a fluid situation every time because, hey, they're kids and it's recruiting and you just never know, right? That's sort of why we love it and sort of why it's also frustrating at the same time, right? And I'll say this, yeah, I'll say this too. Messiah Reddick really loves Tennessee's staff. I don't think this is a kid jumping on just his biggest offer, talking to him about the staff and why he he picked Tennessee before he announced that he was saying, hey, I love this staff. Uh, he said, even if they were at a lower level program, I would, I think I would want to play for this staff. I think he's just, he has felt the connection immediately. Tennessee's coaches have felt it. I think they just feel it's a good fit. And, uh, and he, he really fell in love with Tennessee coming down a couple times last month. So, um, you know, that, that we'll, we'll see, you never know, but I, this one, this is one that would surprise me unless one of those, you know, just major top five, top 10 kind of programs uh, that, you know, currently competing for national championships jumps in there. I, I think it's going to be pretty hard to, to steal him away from Tennessee as of right now. There, there y'all have it. Mark down the time, the, the time and the date specifically. Ryan Callahan just guaranteed that this young man will sign <laughs> with Tennessee. And if he doesn't, then you can send your complaints uh, to uh, twitter.com slash Ryan Callahan 24 seven. Is that correct? That's uh, sure. That, that sounds good. <laughs> you got anything else? You got anything else, man? No, that sounds. I think it's a good place to leave it. I think we'll leave it right there. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate the time, man. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. And you know what, guys? There's that button. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it as always. You can find all of us on Twitter. I'm Wes Rucker, 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan, 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown's P. Brown, 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247 if you just want uh, some Tennessee stuff. It's mostly Tennessee stuff on there. But if you want all Tennessee stuff, go to twitter.com slash govals247. But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain Spring Water Right from the tap. Go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, baseball, Lady Vols coverage with Maria Cornelius, who does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us. And you can get all that always for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. And we've pretty much always got a deal for you up front, too. So go up there, check out, see what kind of deals we got. Um, but if, if you're just going to do the seven-day free trial and then you're going to check out what you got, um, you know, in the long run, guys, that's still less than one mediocre lunch per month. And when you pay us that price, you get for free in perpetuity access to Paramount Plus, which used to be CBS All Access. Now it's Paramount Plus. That means there's even more. Hence the plus. You got all kinds of uh, just every show CBS has ever made commercial free uh, new stuff. Uh, Paramount Plus exclusive stuff that's only on that only on that streaming device. You can get that there. Uh, you can also get live sports, lots of Vol sports, SEC sports. Uh, you get NFL, PGA Tour, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League. Uh, you get lots of the international soccer tournaments that go on as well. All kinds of that stuff is there. Also stuff from the catalogs of uh, MTV, BET, Smithsonian, Nickelodeon, and Comedy Central. All kinds of stuff on there. That's more than $100 of an annual value that we put in your pocket, no questions asked. Nobody else can do that. 
Nobody else can offer you that. We can offer you that. Go check that out. GoVols247.com. One more time. GoVols247.com. It's so easy to remember. It just flows right off the lips. GoVols247.com. Go check it out. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode, guys. It might be next week. You never know. It could be uh, breaking news before then. You never really know with the Vols, do you? So until then, guys, just uh, be good. Be good to each other. And uh, we will see you soon. See you.